As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. It's on the way. It's high enough. It's long enough. It's good. It's oh, my good. goodness. It's good. They win it. They win it. Are you kidding me? What a game. Woo! This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, John Lunsford and Jerry Young. And welcome into another week of Next Round Preps right here on Next Round Live. And I'm John Lunsford, joined as always by Jerry Young. And Jerry, last week, finally, uh, I'd say a better game that we saw from Thompson. Everybody's looking forward to number one, taking on number four, Thompson and Hewitt Trustville. And about the same result as we've had from every single game. However, the first touchdown was scored against Thompson. Hewitt Trustville falls 42-9 to in that one. Thompson continues to be the top dog, but Hewitt Trustville, we'll see where they ultimately fall in Region 3. Yeah, you know, it's pretty good if you're pulling for a team and you're five games into the season before anybody scores a touchdown on you, and that's your biggest gripe as a fan is dadgummit. We let them score a <laughs> touchdown on us. So, you know, it obviously shows how strong – uh, Thompson is in all aspects of the game. But, John, they still had some penalties, and that's got to be cleaned up because, you know, Hewitt Trussell was a great team, but Thompson's got to clean up the penalties to move forward. Yeah, you see scores like that, and you think, man, that team must be perfect to be winning games like that. You see it from a team like Alabama um, in college football and say, you know, they're not perfect, but they still win most of their games. We saw a little struggle from them this past week. And for Thompson, uh, the big struggle has been penalties. Pretty much every single game this season been in double-digit penalties. So we'll see how they are uh, the rest of the season. they got a big one coming up against Mountain Brook. We're heading into a non-region week for most teams playing this week it'll be non-region matchups so you'll get some interclass matchups you'll get um you know some big matchups that you wouldn't get otherwise within the state because of being in different regions and we'll look ahead to some of that but last week the last week of region play before we headed um you know to this break in the season where a lot of teams will also be off this week as well half the teams in 7a region 3 are off this week and the others are playing uh, non-region teams but uh, other scores from 7a region 3 hoover and oak mountain was the other big game we were looking at um i tried to convince you that Oak Mountain can get the win here uh, on the podcast before we went to Thompson and both ended up picking Oak Mountain. Hoover did end up getting the win though, 28-21. A close game. It was 24-21 in the playoffs last year when they met each other. So I think that shows that you know, Oak Mountain has something for this region. Are they going to, you know, be able to win it? No. Are they going to be able to make the playoffs? Probably so and be that fourth team. But I think it made Oak Mountain Thompson more interesting and it made Oak Mountain Hewitt Trustville definitely more interesting. I agree with you. And we, you know, that's in 7A that we highlighted some of those games and other games that we wanted to know the outcome of. James Clemens squeaked by Huntsville up in Region 1, 43-40. So, the, obviously, both of those teams with great offenses, but – you know, the defense has always been a problem for Huntsville, so we'll see how that moves in the future. Another game that was more interesting than I thought, I never thought this score. Vestavia Hills beat Tuscaloosa County 50 to zip. I mean, John, you just – I thought that was uh, – if that was the battle of the two worst teams in Region 3 – then how far does Tuscaloosa County have to go to get back into it? Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to be the worst teams we had seen Tuscaloosa County so far. Vestavia, you know, they hadn't won a game yet, but they had played some close games. 9-7 against Homewood. They had played uh, Hoover fairly tough. They had had some close games, but Oak Mountain was a 10-point game, a 7-10-point game there, so they had had close games. They just hadn't gotten over the hump yet. Tuscaloosa County, on the other hand, I mean, we saw what they were like, and it was almost the exact same score. 
as it was with Thompson. That should show where Tuscaloosa County is. And, uh, you know, I don't think Vet State is the worst team. I think that's more between Spain Park and Tuscaloosa County. We'll see when they meet each other. Neither one of them have won. Uh, Gaston City and Vestavia have won because they've played Spain Park and Tuscaloosa County. So I'll be interested to see where those teams ultimately end up with Gaston City and Vestavia. And speaking of Gaston City and Spain Park, Gaston City won that game this past week. 29 to 26 so another squeaker in there and you may be right that may have been the game for the battle of the uh two worst teams in region three central phoenix city they had a big win 36 to 27 over enterprise and then a team down in south alabama that we like to keep up with just because i always enjoy having this the state balanced a little bit with some good teams but foley could not handle daphne daphne beat them 21 to 13 so that's uh we'll keep an eye on on foley as we go along too as they're trying to rebuild st paul's uh nipped out faith academy 10 to 7 you and i both knew that was going to be a good close ball game it's a defensive struggle obviously yeah st paul's uh usually has a pretty good defense they got a good one playing for alabama right now with jalen armor davis and you know we talked about it last week going in if you just said st paul's was one and three i'd have said you were crazy but the teams they had played were fairly good teams macadory was really the only shocker and macadory is undefeated right now in region four so you know i think st paul's is kind of riding the ship a little bit that win over faith academy will help them in region play when it comes to you know potentially getting a home game because they're right there with ums right um in that region so uh, i'll be interested to see how faith academy now rebounds we've seen how st paul's can rebound by beating faith academy but now we'll see uh, now that things have been flipped how uh, faith academy handles handles it all right another team uh, clay chalkville they handle minor no problem 50 to 7 so clay chalkville just continues to roll on this year mcador as you mentioned with another big win over bessemer city 47 to nothing i hate that that score so far apart bessemer city has had trouble for the last five six seven years keeping a coach the administration up there has got to got to tighten up or bessemer city is going to continue to be on the bottom of the barrel but then a game locally uh, in the Birmingham area, John, that you and I knew was going to be a well of a ball game. Helena beating Pelham 37-34. to 34. What a ball game. Yeah, and, you know, I keep bringing up the Helena, I think, would have had the chance to win that game last year, but they couldn't play because of COVID. So Pelham got the forfeit win. That pushed Helena down with a couple of region losses. But had they won that game last year, they would have won the region and I think would have ultimately been the better team had they played. And we saw it this year. They played each other. Like you said, it was a close game. Helena now 3-0. and And I've kind of already started doing some bracketology, even though we're very early in the season, just to kind of see where teams fall. But it definitely seems like Helena and Pelham, the top two teams in that region. But Helena should be able to walk to a, a region title. We'll see how they can do against the rest of that region. But looking good after getting the big win over their rival. Bibb County got their first loss last week in a region play. American Christian beat them 34-28. So, Bibb County uh, trying to uh, come back this week as well. John, how does it feel to be known as a guy around the state that does the brackets? Um, you, know, you know, I mean, that's your second name. It's like, yeah. they say, you know, oh, yeah, the guy that does the brackets. That's him. That's me. It's, uh, you know, so I, I've always done bracketology to kind of help people see hey where are we going to go because when I was in high school playing at Homewood we were 5A at the time and we were actually in the southern half of the the state because Birmingham is kind of right there on the line you have um, in 6A now for instance you have region 4 which is Macadory um, you have you know the Bessemer schools like Bessemer City um, you have the Tuscaloosa schools and then you have kind of the Birmingham area schools that's kind of where the line is drawn from north to south and so we would have to travel, even as the top team in the state, the way the rules go is the team that travels more um, gets to host a game. So even though we were the top dog in the state, if we were playing a team that got an upset, 
we had to travel down to Mobile twice within seven days for playoff games. We played Fairhope. This is back when Fairhope was 5A. Uh, we traveled down and played Fairhope on a Friday, and then we had to travel down and play BC Rain at Lad People Stadium on a Thursday because Williamson was taking on Briarwood on a Friday. So within seven days, we had to travel to Mobile. The biggest reason I do stuff like this is that's a heck of a drive to have to make. If you're a fan, if you're a parent, you're wanting to know where your kid's going. And I want to kind of look ahead and say, hey, you know what? If you win this game, this is where you're going to have to go. If you end up being a three seed and you have to travel somewhere, this is where you have to go. Plus, they change the seedings every single uh, every single year. So, you know, Region 7 will play Region 5 sometimes. Region 7 will play Region 6 sometimes. Region 7 will play Region 8 sometimes. And so they change that around. And so kind of as I've gone through this year and looked at it, you know, for instance, Region 5 is playing Region 7. Region 6 is playing Region 8. So depending on what Region 8 team you're playing when you're in Region 6, you could travel a little bit. You could travel a ton. It kind of depends. So, um, you know, I kind of like to look ahead for travel purposes. I like to look ahead to see what are those big matchups you're going to get. And the week we're heading into right now with week five, this is a non-region week, you're going to see a lot of these matchups you could potentially see in the playoffs when you're stepping out of region. So I'd like to kind of set the stage and know where do you stand as a team, what do you need to do in order to make the playoffs, and if you're already set for the playoffs, what you need to do to keep playing those home games. Explain to people how seeds are done. So the first seed will play the seed four in another region, correct? Right. So the, the way it works for 1A through 6A this year, uh, the, the top seed in region one, which will usually be the Mobile region, they will play the uh, fourth seed out of region three. And so that means a a team from Region 3, let's say Helena, for instance, who's leading Region 3 right now, they'll host a team from Region 1, which is a Mobile area team. However, the team that's fourth in that region is going to have to travel down to what seems to be Spanish Fort, which will be the number one team. Them and Sarah are still kind of fighting for that top spot, but the way Spanish Fort has been, the number one team in the state, a team like Wetumpka has to travel to Spanish Fort. Well, that could be a team like Pelham potentially traveling to Spanish Fort instead of Wetumpka. All of a sudden, you've added you know, that extra travel time to get to go down there. So in a first-round matchup, you could potentially travel four or five hours to get to your first game. So that means Region 4 and Region 2 will match up, 1v4, 2v3 from those regions. And then, like I said, in the north, it'll be five Region 5 versus Region 7, Region 6 versus Region 8. The easy one's 7A eh? because – you only have four regions, so you have two in each side. So Region One's going to play Region Two, Region Three is going to play Region Four until we get down to the championship. So you're not going to have a Hoover Prattville game, let's say, like we have uh, coming up this week in non-region play, which should be a great one. Well, Hoover's the team that can make the state championship. Prattville used to be. We'll see if they can get back there now, but you're not going to see that unless it is the actual Super Seven, which is going to be in Birmingham this year. Well, that's all great information. And by the way, when it comes down to it. The little nuances of tiebreakers can get really interesting, too. I mean, it gets down to a coin flip. That's, that's the, the final thing is, you know what? We've, we've tied every possible way you know, that it, we can think of. Let's just flip a coin. Heads, you're in. Tails, you're not. Um, tiebreaker L is usually where it gets down to. Uh, that's the one on my bracketology you have to go with a lot. That's non-region wins. And the biggest tiebreaker that I have to do constantly is not your wins against non-region opponents. It's you, you think okay if a team goes three and zero in non-region play and one goes one and two well the one that's three and zero should get in right that's not how it works how it works is it's the wins that your defeated opponents have so the team that's three and zero if they beat three winless teams you get zero added to that total if the one win the one and two team has is a five win team 
that one win is considered more impressive than your than the other team's three wins and the team with one win actually gets in so that's how weird the tiebreaker rules can get sometimes you got to get down to those kind of tiebreakers but that's where it's harder than just oh well we're undefeated we should get in right you know we should be the or you know we're undefeated in region play we should get in over this other team that's not undefeated in region play that's not necessarily how it works so i'm trying to keep track of it all it'll be at alpreps.com and uh you know we'll send it to the next round crew as well to put up on their website but um you can check it all out there alpreps.com i've done 6a and 7a already um to kind of give a preview but after week six is when the next region week is so that's next week um after that then we'll have more in-depth bracketology 1a through 7a we'll look at some games from around the state coming up this friday night when we continue here on next round preps At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. Albritton and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Hey everyone, this is Chris Stewart, and I want to tell you about a show I'm proud to be a part of, spotlighting Alabama high school athletes. It's called High School Sports Weekly, presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic, and it can be found on Facebook Watch as well as YouTube. We release videos each month spotlighting athletes that have unique stories of triumph and perseverance, as well as coaches, family members, and teachers that have helped them along the way. We also spend time meeting players and coaches of all sports throughout the entire school year. So be sure to follow us on Facebook or just Google High School Sports Weekly to watch these amazing stories. That's High School Sports Weekly presented by OS1 Sports Injury Clinic. And welcome back here to Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young, bringing you all the previews coming up for week five of the season. It's officially the sixth week of the season. We always like to, to go over that because it's actually week five on the, uh, you know, in the official books for the AHSAA. And this is going to be a non-region week. It's going to be uh, interclass games. It's going to be some games from north versus south. You're not going to have any region games except for down in region one in 6A and 7A, I believe, the only two nine-team regions we have. So they'll keep going. But we're going to start uh, – uh, with a 3A versus 5A matchup, and that is T.R. Miller, the team that has uh, reached 700 wins first. They're sitting at 3-1. and one. They're taking on UMS Wright, who has moved up to Class 5A thanks to competitive balance rules, and uh, should be a good game down there. We talked about UMS Wright, where they fall within St. Paul's and Faith Academy and that kind of stuff moving up. T.R. Miller, one of the better teams down in the, the, uh, the, the southern half of the, uh, of the state when it comes to the smaller classification, should be a good game. T.R. Miller brought in, of course, Brett Hubbard to be their coach, the guy that was in Maplesville forever and won so many state championships. So the town of Bruton is definitely looking for a state championship uh, contending type team to come out of there. But they lost last week to Jackson. And anybody that knows me, listen to me on any kind of a podcast, I always kind of mention Jackson. And I think why I do that 
is I've called several games down there, and it's one of those quintessential towns. The whole town closes on Friday night, literally. They tailgate all the way around the stadium. The stadium's still in kind of a residential area, so people build decks on top of their garages and stuff and they have parties on friday night it's just a great atmosphere and with that comes great responsibility for the jackson aggies and they always seem to have a good football team so the fact that tr miller lost to him by only three points tells me that tr miller's back into it moving on down bibb county a 4a team uh, they'll be at andalusia which is a 5a team andalusia's three and two on the year bibb county we mentioned four and one Bibb County coming off that loss to American Christian. Will the team lose two in a row, John? That's a question, but, you know, they're playing up in classification, and it's very possible it could happen. Yeah, Andalusia, one of those teams, they were in Region 1 when they were down in 4A with a team like UMS Wright. They're in Region 2 now where they have to compete against a team like Pike Road. That's their only region loss in Pike Road, one of the better teams in the state regardless of classification. But, yeah, we talked about ACA last week. They're one of those teams that constantly is winning games but can never quite get to the state championship uh, level of things, and they definitely flex their muscles over a team like Bibb County last week. I don't know that Bibb County will lose two in a row. They are stepping up in classification, but they were a 5A team. These two teams have actually switched. Because Bibb County was 5A, Andalusia was 4A, and now they're in two different classifications uh, than what they were in. So I like Bibb County, even though they do have to go on the road to Andalusia. Um, but these are two teams with some losses on their record that, you know, you're not quite sure how it's going to go. Mortimer Jordan at Briarwood. Briarwood undefeated, 5-0. and They're 6A. They're playing another Mortimer Jordan team, which is 6A. They're 2-2. Two and two. Briarwood should walk in that game. Pelham? Travels to Chelsea, John. That's going to be another good ball game. And, you know, it's, it's always weird when you say, you know, this team's the best, you know, winless team in the state. I think Chelsea may be the best winless team in the state. Um, you look at their record. I, I, was, I was talking to Ryan Brown, who, uh, of course, hosts here, and his daughter is on the dance team for Chelsea. And he keeps asking, you know, is there any way we're going to make the playoffs? And I said, honestly, yes. It's like we're 0-4. How could we possibly make the playoffs? Well, you lost to Briarwood by touchdown. You lost to Homewood by two points. Those are two playoff teams who are unbeaten in your region. You lost to Helena by uh, 13 points, a team we just talked about who's looking really strong right now. And you lost to Oak Mountain. You were ahead of Oak Mountain at the half, and Oak Mountain roared back to end up beating you uh, pretty soundly. But they're really close games against all four of those teams that just named are playoff teams. Briarwood's going to be a home team, potentially compete for a region title. Homewood could potentially compete for a home spot. Helena's going to be a region champion, and Oak Mountain's going to be a playoff team at a 7A Region 3. So, um, you know, we saw their luck against Helena, a Helena team that beat Pelham. So that makes me think this could be a pretty good ball game between them and Pelham. And uh, Chelsea's hosting it, so this could be their first win. It could potentially help in a tiebreaker when it comes to it for uh, the playoffs. Ramsey 3-1, and one, a 5A team, goes to Pinson Valley to play a 6A team who's 3-2. and two, But Pinson Valley should have the advantage in this game. Pinson Valley, of course, lost to Hewitt Trustful and Jackson Olin 36-28. to 28. So Sam Shade's needing a win. I expect him to get it this week. Yeah, I expect Pinson Valley to win this one. Ramsey, they, they lost to Parker a couple weeks ago, a little bit surprising there. But Ruben Nelson, he's moved on to Shades Valley now. And so they have a new coach in Ronnie Jackson. And beat Bessemer City, beat Winona. Winona a little bit better win than Bessemer City. Beat Cordova last week. That's really the only wins they have. They beat Pinson Valley last year uh, at Legion Field, 14-13. to So not quite the same team. I expect Pinson Valley to get a little bit of revenge in this game. Looking at Foley down in the south part of the state, they play at Baldwin County. Baldwin County a 6A team, Foley a 7A team. John, if Foley doesn't go in there and take care of business against Baldwin County, they really do have a lot of work left to do. 
Yeah, with those nine-team regions, you can get a lot of uh, you know teams kind of beating each other up, and then you do have to go to those non-region games, of which you're only going to have two um, from both those regions. So it's a very important game for both of them to potentially work their way in. I don't have Foley in the playoffs right now because they did lose to Daphne. I have Daphne up in that fourth spot. But I do have Baldwin County in. They're one and two, but they beat Blunt two to nothing. <laughs> the lowest possible score you can have in a game. Uh, they beat them two to nothing a couple weeks ago. So I do have Baldwin County into the playoffs. So if they can get a win over a seven a team. I think that's a chance for them to kind of flex their muscles a little bit and maybe push themselves up into being a for sure playoff team over really good teams like Blunt and Gulf Shores. Opelika, not what they not where they want to be this year. They're three and two in six a. They travel to uh, Phoenix City to play Central down there, who's five and zero oh in seven a. Uh, the only thing is that Phoenix City just squeaked by Enterprise 36 to 27 last week. So, uh, you know, you got to hold out hope if you're Opelika, you can handle them. Yeah, Patrick Nick's in his second year, kind of finding his footing a little bit. Hasn't lost the games that he did lose last year. Was not undefeated at this point last year. Um, you know, I still like Central to win this game. Opelika, like you said, they're 3-2. and two. They're undefeated in region, but they've lost out of region to some pretty good teams, um, you know, including Auburn, who is a rival there. You know, not, school's not far from each other down, um, down south. But I, I like Central in this position, uh, even though they did squeak by Enterprise. Enterprise was a team that was undefeated coming in their only loss is to central right now um but these are two teams that could easily be region champs and and move pretty far in the playoffs huffman one and four at hewitt trustful hewitt trustful uh, will get revenge this week huffman uh win the only win huffman had was at ben russell so i expect hewitt trustful to bounce back auburn travels up to huntsville to play bob jones up in madison bob jones two and two auburn five and oh seven eight team matchup so We'll see about that. Let's get to the two big, well, the one big 7A, 7A game. That's Hoover at Prattville. They will load up the buses and travel down to Prattville, down I-65. And on Friday afternoon, everybody knows I-65 traffic. They probably need to leave on Thursday to get there. But uh, Hoover with a with a sh- close win last week over Oak Mountain, 28-21. John Prattville's only loss was to Auburn. This is going to be a great matchup. Yeah, Prattville, we keep wondering, are they going to get back to, you know, state relevancy when it comes to competing for a Super 7? Um, you know, Hoover's there. We know Hoover's there. We're all kind of waiting for that Hoover-Thompson game at the end of the season. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a chance for Prattville because Hoover's had a couple struggles this season. They struggled against Oak Mountain, who's a good Oak Mountain team. Like I said, uh, they struggled against them last year, and that's that's not a shot at Oak Mountain. It's more about Hoover and Oak Mountain both just being good teams. But um, struggled a little bit against Gaston City, a team that barely squeaked by Spain park a spain park team we've seen that hasn't done much this season other than beating huntsville at the beginning so um you kind of wonder where is hoover overall you know what will they do against a team like prattville and this will also set up how we view the rest of 7a region three and how we view the rest of 7a region two when it comes to the playoffs and a potential matchup we could get because it's been after mcgill Toolin had their run it's been uh region two and region three central for two years and then auburn and then of course thompson the last three years and you know if it's not thompson it's typically hoover moving into that so i I like the fact that this matchup is happening in the regular season only because I don't think we'll get it in the Super 7. Um, but I would almost love to see a 7A Region 2 versus Region 3. Just everybody plays everybody. You know, match up Thompson and Auburn. Match up Hoover and uh, Prattville. Match up Central Phoenix City and Hewitt Trustville. Match up Oak Mountain and Enterprise. I mean, can you imagine those games? You had them as a good midseason test for everybody before you get back into things. Yeah, I think Week 5 would be a great time to do that. And hopefully the the Four forces that be are listening to us, and they'll do that. All right, John, the game you and I will be at calling this week, 
Thompson will travel to Mountain Brook, both of them 5-0, and Mountain Brook. 6A team, of course, Thompson is 7A team. There's so much riding on this game for both schools. Obviously, Mountain Brook would love to be the one that knocks off the seven defending 7A state champs. But Mountain Brook, even though they're 5-0, and and I know they're going to give Thompson a ball game, I still got a feel in my heart that Thompson can take them comfortably. Yeah, Mountain Brook, um, you know, since leaving 7A Region 3, this is this would have been a region game in the past. And, you know, re- with reclassification, we'll see if it'll be a region game moving forward. They're still playing 7A Region 3 ball. They're still a really strong team. Um, you know, Chris Yeager's done a really good job since Joey Jones left and keeping that team very relevant, keeping that team very good. Um, you know, right now they're actually behind Briarwood in the ASWA poll, which I'm, I don't necessarily agree with. I, I mean, look, Briarwood's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they're both sitting at 5-0, and but I think the region's going to end up Mountain Brook 1, Briarwood 2, then Homewood, Chelsea, Shades Valley. But, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Mountain Brook play a really good offense because so far Mountain Brook's only given up 17 points. So far Thompson's only given up 12 points. So these are two really, really solid defenses. But Thompson hasn't really played any really good opponents until Hewitt-Trustville. That was more impressive keeping them to nine more so than the shutouts and the three points to Spain Park, in my opinion, from the outside looking in. For Mountain Brook, their defense has been good, but um, you know they, they played Vestavia, they played – um, Huntsville, you know, yeah, Huntsville, Woodlawn, Woodlawn Shades Valley. They not the best team either. Yeah, not the best team. So Vestavia is really the only one. And that kind of shocked us that it was that big of a score. But then we've seen Vestavia since then. They just got their first win against Tuscaloosa County, right. who's worse than all those teams. So um, they started off with the smaller teams. They're, they're in Region 5. They still have Briarwood to go. They still have Chelsea to go. They still have uh, Homewood to go. But this will be their big test. I don't think it's going to be a struggle for Thompson necessarily, but I am looking forward to seeing these defenses go against each other and the Mountain Brook defense go against the Thompson offense that's just been on fire this season. We'll have the call for you at warriornationnetwork.org. If you'd like to listen to John and I call that ball game, you can listen there or watch the game, warriornationnetwork.org. Well, John, this is another good week. Going to be some great matchups as we went over. No doubt. And, uh, you know, we were looking forward to Hewitt Trussell. We are looking forward to Hoover for region play. But I'm really looking forward to this Mountain Brook game because it basically is a region game. So we'll have all the scores for you next week on Next Round Preps. We'll recap everything from this non-region week. Uh, if you did hear a team, it's probably because they're off. You have a lot of them off. Uh, like I said, in 7A Region 3 alone, half the teams are off. So this is a, a week that a lot of teams are going to take a break. And then next week with week six officially we'll get into some bracketology and look where teams fall and preview all those games and recap all the scores from this week right here on next round preps